most experienced public speakers falter when it comes to responding to criticism? Tell me if this sounds familiar. You're standing in front of a group presenting your ideas. Their faces might as well be stone. One by one, they begin to ask you questions, challenging your logic and throwing off your presentation flow. As their onslaught continues, your worst fear comes true. That shaky voice you worked so hard to tame starts warbling. Those shaky hands you spend months stilling begin to tremble. Beads of sweat begin to form on your temple. How could this be happening? You walked into this presentation with unshakable confidence. You couldn't be more prepared. But somehow, the criticism from the audience is beginning to chip away at your armor. It's causing you to doubt yourself. And like clockwork, all those dreaded, anxious behaviors of yours are starting to resurface. No one enjoys being in this kind of situation. So how do we keep our cool when being challenged on the spot? In the face of adversity, can we prevent our hands from trembling, our voice from shaking, and our minds from racing? Yes, it's hard, but we sure can. Do you wanna know the dirty little secret of handling criticism? The critic will be more impressed by how you react than by how you respond. Intrigued? Let's let this lesson be your go-to resource anytime someone is criticizing you, putting you on the spot, or trying to get a rise out of you. Let's get into it. What is up, Explorers? Mary Daphne here of Explorning.co, where we believe social skills are the key to the good life. What's the good life? It's where you call the shots, you have a crew you can count on, and you're on a mission that you care about. Now, before I jump in, I wanted to tell you about a great free resource that we've created for the Explorning community. It's a comprehensive small talk guide. So if you find yourself grasping at thin air when you're in unfamiliar social situations, then our small talk guide is for you. So click on the link below in the description box to get the downloadable delivered straight to your inbox. All right, onto the strategies. Someone just challenged you in front of the whole group. What do you do? Let's break things down into two parts. The first is to calm your nerves, and the second is to how to respond with poise. Done properly, this approach will turn criticism into yet another opportunity to impress the audience and demonstrate your credibility. All right, so part one, calming your nerves. In order to calm yourself down, let's begin by understanding what's going on in that brain of yours. Without training, your mind will treat criticism as a threat to your survival. I know that sounds extreme, but studies show that your physiological response to being publicly challenged mirrors that of a life-threatening situation. This actually makes sense because a few millennia ago, when we were still living in caves, being publicly challenged could very well mean that you would have to fight for your life. 
Now, fortunately, these days, the stakes aren't nearly as high, but your mind's caveman software is still very outdated. So regardless, it'll start doing things that get you ready for a fight. These preparations are great if you need to throw a spear or run for your life, but not so great if you need to instead face an audience and speak compellingly. So how do we combat this? The first step is to breathe. It seems obvious, but it is hard to understate how important this really is. When your mind senses danger, it automatically revs up your heartbeat and shortens your breath. This fight or flight response is what causes the shaking and the trembling. By taking a few slow, deep breaths, you signal to your body that there is no need to flee or to panic. It sends a soothing message to your mind because it sends more oxygen to your brain, allowing you to think with more clarity. And that's important if you want to speak intelligibly. Deep breaths also help relax your diaphragm and your vocal cords, which have likely tensed up, a common cause of a squeaky, shallow voice, in your panic. We take dozens of breaths per minute, so no one is gonna think you're weird. You can space it out over a few sound bites so that there's not one awkwardly long pause. Take a deep breath, speak a little bit, and then take another deep breath, and then speak some more. Do that a few times and your body should start to return to a calmer state. Number two, smile. Smiling shows that you are not afraid. It implies that you're confident in your ability to respond intelligently. This will predispose your audience to taking your side, whatever you say. But smiling isn't just about influencing the audience. Studies show that your mind often mimics your behavior rather than the reverse. So in other words, if you act relaxed, then you'll start to feel relaxed. This magic is at play with the breathing tip above, and it also applies to smiling. To feel relaxed, it helps to start by appearing relaxed. Smiling releases a slew of chemicals like dopamine and serotonin. This will relax your body, lower your heart rate, and decrease your blood pressure. Above all, it sends a signal that you are safe and ready to speak confidently. Number three, use a power posture. Stand up extra tall with your shoulders back and use open body posture, so no crossed arms. Similar to smiling, this power posture signals to the audience that we are in no way threatened by the criticism. It boosts our confidence in the authority of what we're about to say. Likewise, this posture is telling our brain that we're strong and that we're in control. It says, I won't be broken and I know what to do next. All right, on to part two, respond with poise. Most criticism does not come from a place of malice. So it's important to not take the criticism personally. Separate your self-worth and value of what you're saying from the knee-jerk response of the anger that that criticism can evoke. Here's what to do. Number one, show appreciation. You can appreciate your critic by saying something like, thanks for asking that, or that's an interesting question. 
This is a great way to start your response because it neutralizes the potential tension and it shows that you intend to respond with civility and grace. Look, think about it this way. They listened to what you were saying and they took the time to come up with their own thoughts on the matter. That's way better than them ignoring you or staring off into space. They're demonstrating that they want to engage with you on this topic. And who knows, maybe their criticism will give you the opportunity to see the topic from a brand new, fresh perspective. It might even be the catalyst for further investigation. Number two, be humble. This is another great way to diffuse the tension in the room. Acknowledge the possibility that the criticism is valid. You're not perfect. Statistics aren't perfect. The people who conducted the research that you're citing weren't perfect, and every argument has its flaws. By showing the audience that you're able to see things from the critic's perspective, you're demonstrating in a very, very powerful way your open-mindedness. It lends further credibility to the strength and the comprehensive nature of your argument. Number three, demonstrate your authority. Now that you've diffused the tension in the room, and showed that you are a reasonable person, it's time to take a stand. It's time to defend your position. If you're speaking publicly about something, it's because you have something to say. If you're doing it right, you've done lots of preparation for this. You know your topic, and you have a strong sense of purpose for delivering your message. All of that provides you with a very strong foundation from which you can provide a response. Make it clear to the critic and the audience that you've done your homework. This may be your idea you're presenting, but it's supported by reliable data and a large body of peer-reviewed research. Your position may not be infallible, but it sure as heck warrants consideration, and you should feel no shame or embarrassment about standing by it. Number four, challenge them. Now, this step isn't for every type of criticism, but if you feel like they may have been mistaken or misinformed or just downright bonkers, you can say as much. If they're challenging you, you can challenge back. Let's take a look at a few ways to phrase this. I shared your concern until I saw the data from this most recent study. Did you have a chance to review that yet? It really puts this matter to rest. If you recall from the last meeting, Fred, we ran over last quarter's financials and concluded that the numbers were correct. You can also put them on the spot by asking them to clarify and elaborate on their criticism. If there's any substance to their comments, they'll be able to elaborate. If not, well, then you just tamed the beast. Also, it is possible that their line of inquiry is out of the scope of your topic. So if that's the case, just say so. That's a great question, though it's a bit out of the scope of what we're discussing here today. Let's make a note to follow up on that after this meeting. Now, how's that for a criticism response strategy? It really comes down to two simple steps. Part one is to keep your cool. Remember to breathe and smile and adopt a power posture to prove that you are in control. Part two is to be polite and firm. Say thank you, acknowledge their views, and then explain with confidence why you said what you said. And if needed, challenge them. Remember, 
you don't have control over what people will say and think and behave, but you do have control over what you say and think and behave. This is your opportunity to take the reins and prove to people why you are worth listening to. So now that I've shared our thoughts, I want to hear about the last time you faced public criticism. What did they say? How did you respond? What worked and what didn't work? Share that with me and the Exploring community in the comments down below. And if you loved this lesson, please be sure to let me know. You can give this video a thumbs up on YouTube. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to join our tribe of Exploring so that you never miss a lesson. And if you ring that bell, you'll get notified about our new lessons and our weekly live streams. Email this video to a friend or a coworker who also wants to supercharge their social strategies. And while we're at it, feel free to share this video with your friends on Facebook and Twitter as well. And remember, the write-ups of these lessons are always available on our blog at explearning.co blog. With that, have an awesome week, Explorers. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you next time for your next Exploring Thursday. Happy Exploring!